What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of The Nightmare Lounge. Hey, let's go. We're hey. back. Happy again to <laughs> be doing another episode for you guys. So we are going to follow some of you guys' feedback. Of course, a lot of you guys want us to make sure we add photos this time. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> we have you. We got you. No got worries. You. No worries. Um, so let's start off this episode with a check-in, of course. I'm going to ask you first because y'all always ask me, how are you doing? Okay. How are you doing? Mm. Okay. Um, so this week was weird. Why? I don't know. It's just one of those weird weeks, I guess you would say. I mean, it, it wasn't weird in a bad way. It was just weird like the week went by extremely fast and now it just feels like it's repeating all over again but all in all it wasn't a bad week i'm pretty happy i'm in a good space i'm in a good head space so yeah how about you well my weeks are always uh interesting and full of uh i say day by day not catastrophes but just interesting events uh yeah that's all i'm gonna really <laughs> that's all i'm really gonna say but uh most of it uh personally was really good okay that sounds good well happy to hear your week was pretty good you're getting to these stories well how many stories do, oh how many stories do you have this episode two. Two. Two, 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 two. yeah crazy thing is we kept running into each other Duh. um because uh, oh my god that's I found, exactly what i was looking for what stretching what? <laughs> i feel like a ball in my bag it's like a knot and it hurts so bad <laughs> I have terrible, terrible joints. <laughs> Thanks to dance. <sighs> yeah. So uh, we actually kept running into each other with our stories because, like, I plan stories, like, weeks in advance. So it's just like, I was like, hey, I found a story. And I was like, uh, God, I already got that story. And then I did it again. It was like, hey, I found something. He was like, um, sales. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I had to find another story for tonight. And hopefully... We all will like it. Yeah. And that's all I have to offer. <laughs> so are you starting a story this week? Our stories? I say yes, but I think I'm going to change my mind. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want you to do it. I know. Come on. I know. Okay. You're going to start. Be confident. Yeah, I got this. I had the confidence. I don't feel like starting. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, we hope you're excited to tune in. What are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> it's all right. All right, let's go. All right. So, <laughs> this starting story of the night is called The Smiling Man. Uh, I found this on Reddit, and it gave me a really cool, spooky feeling. Of course, that's what we're all here for. But I really liked it because... It just gave me the creative imagery that I needed. So here we are, and this is the smiling man. Let's go. <laughs> okay. About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the US. I've always been a night person, so I will often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a, high per not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the night time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night and never had once a reason to feel afraid. It was a Wednesday, somewhere we're between one and two in the morning and I was walking near a police patrol park, fairly distant from my apartment at that. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park was completely empty. 
I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was a silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd stride forward. I guess you could say he was dance walking, headed straight for me. Thinking he was probably drunk, I stepped close as I could to give the road. Mm. Thinking he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to give the road to him to the majority of the sidewalk as I passed by. The closer he got, the more real, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I couldn't make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wild cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. And as I reached the other side, I glanced back. And then I stopped dead in my tracks. He stopped dancing, and with one foot in the street, he was perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but still looking at the sky, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. And once I had about foot, once I had about a half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The side and the street ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing, only to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> but I was certain that he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him, and then he started moving towards me. He took giant, long, fast steps, as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone. Except he was moving very, very, very quickly. And I'd like to say at this point, I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, as the man that was smiling crept towards me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling his, his smile, still looking to the sky. And when I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what the fuck do you want? In an angry commanding tone. And what came out was a whimper. What the fuck? <laughs> Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. And I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, what felt like forever, he turned around, slowly, and started dance walking away. Just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go, until he was far away enough to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger, and he was coming my way, and this time, he was running. I ran too, and I ran until I was off the side of the road and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder expecting to see his stupid smile, but he was never there. 
I lived in that city for six months after that night, and I never went out after another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He looked drunk, but he also looked high as well. He looked completely and utterly insane, and that's a very, very scary thing to see. I don't know if I would laugh or run Bro, away. that's not funny. Because if you walk <laughs> in and the shadow person is breakdancing, he just like smiling, big as hell, I would be like, <laughs> oh. Like, I know my eyes is big, but like, just imagine this. No, see? <laughs> like, I look crazy, but just imagine a tall, slender man just. No, see, this is where that Medea would come out. I'd be like, what in the hell? Done happened to the male. I ain't the only one there. <laughs> That is crazy. That actually reminds me of this time. Um, we was coming from me. Me and uh, William was coming from uh, the movies like late at night. My mom had let us go see the Conjuring. Um, William was my brother. <laughs> uh, she let us go see the Conjuring like real, real, real late. So while we was walking back, it was the first one or the second one. Uh, whichever one was in London. So I think the second one. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that had the nun in the... Yeah, and the guy was like, get out of my house. <laughs> get out! <laughs> get out! <laughs> sorry. Come on now, you know your bike. I'm sorry. Um, so <laughs> basically, we um, we walking back from the movie theater. It was like 1230 at night, right? So at this point, we paranoid because we just came back from seeing this damn movie. Mm-hmm. And we're walking, and this homeless man, like he was kind of drunk. He was like pissy drunk too. He was like, he was saying like smart stuff to us. He's like, I know you. <laughs> and William was like, what? What you say? <laughs> William was like, what? What you say? So he's trying to argue with this man. I'm like, yo, come on. Like, yeah. we're not about to argue. We're not about to fight. No. Uh. <laughs> William always arguing with somebody. So he started chasing after us. And we started running. How old was you? We was in high school. So uh, probably I would say it may have been 11th. No, it couldn't have been. No, I think the Conjuring 2 came out around like 2014. And we walked home. Was probably like which means 15. we lived right around the corner from, well, not like, right around the corner, but we still lived at 779. You had to be like 15. Yeah. Oh my God. Damn. You was 15. Oh, you live Yeah, I was young. I'm like, man, I'm going to fight this girl, man. Right why, was he cha- why was he running from University City all the way up there? I don't know. That's cr- I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. But yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of that. But honestly, getting back to the story, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I would laugh or if I'd be like. Bro, I would not be laughing. Coming in closer. <laughs> <laughs> and I got you. I would be scared because it seemed like most of these stories. that You stupid. <laughs> it seemed like most of these stories that I've been finding are of tall ass people. And it's like, why is that a thing? Maybe because that tall lady in your house is trying to send you a message. Can you stop? If y'all seen last week's episode, <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. Listen. She said, are oh, you talking about me being hunched in a row? <laughs> I got you. I thought I saw the bitch last night. I was like, that's not me. <laughs> that's not my eyes deceiving me like that. <laughs> it was my cold. So I was fine. So don't say that. Sheesh. Stop. Okay. Yes. Oh, I think I forgot to say that yeah, story. Yeah, where did that story come from? It came from Reddit, as I said. But uh, Okay. The user, the name is a uh, blue title, blue underscore title. So shout out to you. Shout out to you. Thanks blue for the story. Title. It helped me very, very much in time. Oh, that's pretty cool. So ready to get into my first story. Mm-hmm. All right. So this story is called Look at Me. Look. 
Which, look at it. Look at it. I'm look at it. it. This first story is called Look at Me. Um, This kind of, this kind of play on that fear of like being home alone, washing dishes, earphones on full blast. I, I know never. everybody's kind of had that fear before of like somebody around me. Like is somebody watching me? Like it's just it's an anxiety that comes around it because you're like. <laughs> I really wouldn't hear if somebody was walking up behind me right you now. I so. know a fear that I have that's similar to that. I'm sorry. What? But I can't be in a bathroom and using the hand dryer by myself. Like, if I'm in, like, a like a bathroom with stalls and shit like that, if there's people in there, then I'll use the, the hand dryer. But if there's nobody in there, I won't do it. Because you're afraid somebody's going to sneak up on you? I don't know why, but, yes, I have very high anxiety when I'm using a hand dryer in a bathroom. <laughs> when I'm at work, I get scared of shit, and it's so confined. Like, nobody's going to do nothing, but I just get scared. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's new. You got a phobia for the dryer. No, I don't. For <laughs> 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 the dryer. But, um... Okay, so this story, like I said, is called Look At Me. It is mm. written by Don Cherry Donnell Lemon. Don Lemon? Don Lemon. I guess. I mean, it's a Reddit username. This story came from Reddit as well. So, Don Cherry you know, Don Lemon. The usernames on there be kind of all over. Yeah, so <clears throat> this story is called Look At Me, and I hope you guys are excited. Okay. You ready? <laughs> this all happened in my junior year of high school. One evening, my mother and stepfather had gone out to some event. Maybe it was an extended dinner or a concert. It's hard to remember. I had stayed home to work on a paper that was due the next day. I was one of those kids who procrastinated until the last minute and spent the whole night working at my desk in my room. To give you a mental picture of my room, my desk faces a wall and sits next to a small window along the same wall. And from where I sit, my back faces the doorway. While I was working, I was wearing these great headphones, you know, the kind that are noise canceling. Well, my parents left the house around 6 p.m. and the whole time they were gone, I sat at my desk blasting music through my headphones writing an essay. Occasionally, I would take a break and watch the rain and lightning outside of my window. We lived in Houston at the time, so there was a big storm that night. My parents returned home around 11 p.m. at some point late, late in the evening and I had removed my headphones, which was quite coincidental because they had just walked in a few minutes after I had taken my headphones off. I clearly heard the garage door open and I heard my parents also walk into the house. Seconds after I heard them enter, I heard my mother shout my name, Adrian. She screams, what on earth happened in here? Confused, I get out of my chair and start walking through the house to them. There's only a small hallway that separates my room from the living room. But due to my rush to try to figure out why my mother was yelling, I paid little attention to the hall or the house. After a few moments, I get to my parents. My mother looks livid. She's pointing at the carpet and yelling, Was this you? Did you have friends over? I look down and the carpet is ruined. It's covered in muddy footprints. I frantically explained to her that I had no idea how those got there and that I had spent the whole night at my desk working on my paper. I watch as her face goes from anger, to confusion, to fear. We realized that someone else must have entered the house. Quickly we scan the footprints trying to make sense of the situation. It only takes us a few moments to figure out where they started, which was our back door. And it's quite crazy that we usually left that door unlocked. Then we noticed something else. 
The footprints started at the back door, but there was no footprints exiting the back door. We hear something pounding through our house. Then we heard the front door get torn open and slammed shut. We all run into the garage and lock the door. My mom starts shouting at the police through the phone. Please come quick. Someone's broken into our house. After what seems like hours, the police arrive. An officer says, an officer stays with us in the garage as his partner goes through the house room by room. His partner tells us that it's safe to go back in and there's no one in the house. Then she asks us, whose room is at the end of the hall on the left? My parents look at me and I tell the officer that it's mine. And then she asks us to follow her down the hall. As we go, it's easy to see that the footprints weaving through my house started at the back door. They go through the living room, through the small hallway, into my parents' room, which is down the hall to the right, and then turn around towards my room. They froze in a doorway. The officer points at my door, which I had left open the whole night. On it in black sharpie was written, 8.47 p.m. I see you. 8.53, you forgot to lock your back door. 8.59, you seem focused. 9.24, turn around. 9.47, look at me. 10.15, look at me. 10.37, look at me. 10.49, look at me. For nearly two hours, someone had stood in the doorway watching me. To this day, I started to think about what would have happened if I would have turned around and looked at them. I'm scared because I have these fucking headphones on and now I don't know what's behind me, but you do. Let's see here. Wow, I got to pay myself on the back. I did good reading that. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, mm -mm. even like when you went to go like pray and shit, I had to do this. Mm -hmm. I can't. The one ear thing is is really weird. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. It makes you kind of feel isolated, like uh. It's too isolated. It's like mm -hmm. an off guard. Like, yeah, I, I mm -mm. like anything could just <laughs> get you. just soup you up like a fucking vacuum. Yes. I think I may. I deal with that all the time, actually. Like really? when I'm in my room. Mm -hmm. Like I'll use my speaker more than I'll use my headphones. I only use my headphones if like. The lights are on, but even still then, I feel like somebody's looking directly at me. Yeah. So, I can resonate with this story just a little bit, but not, like, with somebody actually being there. Just maybe, like, something that's... Like a fear of someone being yeah, there. Yeah, like, that's it. I've actually, like, I've I've had the same type of anxiety. 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 Um, like, Zaza. when I'm in the back <laughs> singing... Mm -hmm. I'll have, of course, the, the headphones are loud and you're singing, so you don't hear anything outside of that. And there's been a few times where I've just, like, got really scared. Like, uh, <laughs> if somebody wanted to come in here right now, they probably <laughs> could. get to me. Yeah, and the fact that you got the headphones on and you're wired to something is just, like, mm -hmm. it's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Imagine I'm trying to run in the headphone, jink you back. That's what I was about to say. Or you yank it with you. <laughs> Take the whole mixer. <laughs> I used to, um, not even here, but like, you know, like, all right. Like, you feel that, but yeah. you also can hear it. It's like 
that. Like I mm-hmm. felt it, but I also heard it while listening to something really loud. Mm-hmm. And I would be doing something. This is when I lived at like Pensacola Street. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to hear something, like something just running up the steps, like, and that's it. Like three stops? Not like three specifically. Like it's but like it what you get like, to like the top part of the steps is like. It would be like between the middle towards the top of the steps. So like the ending steps before you get to the second floor. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it would be just one step and that's it. But I would hear it enough. And I had like. And this is the house steps. that somebody is supposedly buried in? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was she murdered or did she die? Bro, I don't know. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't. And then sometimes when I'll be laying down, like I will feel like a press on my bed, like just yeah. one time real strong, and it creeps me out. Wait, in in your current house? No, old house. Oh, I was about to say, oh, yeah. the tall lady is getting physical. That's that. not good. <laughs> Stop talking about her. Ooh. She has nothing against me. I think she likes me. I'm just playing. Well, that could be your friend. But <laughs> I come over, don't invite her in. I don't make paranormal friends. Because let her walk up in that room. I'm in you. I don't make friends. I'm going to wake the whole house up. Stop. <laughs> Wait the... Get out. Get out. <laughs> Get... <laughs> so, this next story is called The Shadow Man. I didn't realize that this is the second story that has something dealing with a scary man inside of it. So, uh, oh, wow. that's kind of a weird coincidence. Uh, yeah, I think I found this one on Reddit. I'm going to know what the end of the story. But here we are with the Shadow Man. Cool, let's go. Anyways, a little background about me and my roommate in the story. We were both practicing Christians, so I do believe in the spiritual side, demons, and such. But I never had any encounters I deemed supernatural per se. That all changed for me about three years ago. We were living in a small apartment at the time where me and my roommate, let's call him Joe for now, lived at the time. His GF had gotten back from a mission trip in Haiti and brought him back a home gift. This gift was a crudely wooden carved elephant that she was gifted from a child in Haiti. This thing was freaking creepy and it just gave off an eerie vibe by looking at it. Clearly hand carved with not the best craftsmanship, it was unsettling to look at. However, Joe being a good boyfriend, he graciously accepted the gift. I somewhat jokingly, but also seriously expressed how I did not like the mojo surrounding this thing. He basically explained that he thought it was weird, but it was a gift, so he was going to keep it. And at that, keep it in our room. Later that night, I received an unusual text from my neighbor who lived across the hall. We were friends, but we never really texted, so this struck me as odd when she asked, Are you okay? I was in the living room watching a movie at the time, so I replied, yeah, I'm just watching TV. Met with a response of, oh, just pulled in and I thought I saw you in your room pacing back and forth. My heart dropped. I was home alone at the time. (laughs) What? I was home alone at the time, and I immediately ran into the room to find nothing but stillness. I made a glance at the wood carved monstrosity, which felt almost as if it was staring back then when I closed the door. Now unsettled, but not completely startled. A couple hours later, it was time for bed. By this time, my roommate had already returned. I told him about the late text, but mainly he brushed it off. 
I never had been a great sleeper, so this experience didn't get me into a state of rest. However, eventually, my mind drifted asleep. This sleep did not last, but so long. A feeling I had never felt came over me. My eyes felt as if they were glued open and I didn't even notice myself blinking. My body was strapped to the bed, not able to move any appendage. And also, I had control all over my eyes, but I immediately looked across to my roommate, who was dead asleep with all my might, trying not to let anything out from my mouth, but not even a whimper. My eyes diverted to the foot of my bed, only to see a sight that gripped me with curling fear. An imposing outline of nothing but black, so black that it stood out among the rest of the darkness. There was not a face, no true shape, just a vague structure of a humanoid creature that looked as if it was a void absorbing, absorbing darkness and growing even blacker by the second. I moved up my eyes to try to avoid the thing, but it was so tall it was so hard not to see it. Then it felt as if my chest was crushing. Looking down to the pressure on my chest, it now appeared that the thing was coming over me. It wasn't crawling over my bed as if it was just levitating. Closer and closer and closer and closer. Until I was forced to stare at it, nothing but the void before me, what I presumed to be this creature's face. There was no emotion, no noise, no nothing, just darkness. And when I think back to what this was, it churns my stomach. The lack of anything is something I had never experienced. I don't remember the thing leaving or me falling asleep. I just woke up in the morning. Naturally thinking that my mind had just dreamt up this terrible nightmare, I was still shaken. However, when I looked to the floor of the room and saw that wood-carved creature had fallen off its shelf and rolled a solid three feet to the foot of my bed, I felt ill from the heart. I immediately decided the events were not connected. I mean, the events were connected. I have never suffered from sleep paralysis before or after this event. We got rid of the wooden elephant, then blessed each room of the house and had no issues until we moved out. And I truly believe that this wood carved object has something attached to it because I was not very informed on the subject, but it was of Haitian descent, so I thought it was voodoo. So she pissed him off, huh? You like that? I'm cracking <laughs> up. And this story is credited to Eggman the God on Reddit. And you said she must have been pissed? No, somebody, yeah, like, whoever they gave that to. <laughs> like, the person who received that gift, they must have pissed the person who gave them to give up. Yeah, that's what I thought. Haiti is one of those places that are just, uh, it's beautiful, but you got to be careful. Just yeah. like New Orleans. Like, you can't the, the whole witch doctor gifts thing. like that. Especially in a place that does, like, voodoo, like, very uh, religiously at that. Yeah. Oh, I don't get into that. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I stay away from that. I mean, you know. <laughs> that is, is what? Hmm. I can only imagine what that elephant looked like. Did you find any pictures? I did not. Because this came from Reddit. Reddit. Dang, that's crazy. Now the uh the first story that I did the smiling man mm-hmm. that's also a movie. I, I I think I heard of something like that so, being a movie. Yeah, I'll insert like the pictures from there, and I found like a really creepy cartoon picture to give yeah. us some you know stuff. But I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it, and I'm gonna show you off. What? Um, what? What? The fuck you just? Doing? I was just scratching my nose. Oh, I'm like, is that a Morse code for something? <laughs> I'm like, what am I looking at? 
Morse code. I don't know. Like, something over there in the corner. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yo, you are. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really hate being in this, like, position. Because, like, my peripherals is so big. And I feel like when I'm looking right here, I can also see over there. And I feel like there's always something really tall just standing there. It might just be me. Yeah, you're just driven. Because there ain't nothing. He can say that all he wants. I know what I'm saying. Yeah, all right. Well, if they showing themselves to you, then they must want you. They don't want me they want you because this is your house but you can't have her because she gotta come and do this episode every, every <laughs> and you gotta live with it so i mean it ain't nothing here that might be the reason why you had to lock them damn doors that time <laughs> what doors remember because you had to put the alarm up and stuff oh yeah how about that so what she's talking <laughs> about um when, when i first moved here it was weird because like just little weird stuff would happen with me and my brother because before I got married, of course, I used to live here with my brother. Me and my brother used to share a place. Then, you know, I was here for a second by myself and then me and my wife got married. So, around the time me and my brother first moved in, there was like always something weird going on and it, it led us to think somebody was sneaking into the house <laughs> or like, I mean, we didn't know our landlord at the time, but it, we also thought like, is he sneaking in here while we're not here or is he like, Hiding around the apartment. Mind you, my apartment is not huge, but it's little places that you could duck off <laughs> that nobody will really notice you. So it was just weird. And then, like, you know, for instance, I went into the bathroom, washed my hands before I left, um, and I shut, like, the shower curtain. I make sure everything is in its place when I leave because I just, I have that thing mentally mm -hmm. where things have to be in its correct place. And then I leave. But I left <laughs> my phone on the counter. Um, like in the bathroom so I went in there I opened the door and it was open the shower curtain was open oh it's me oh look at you yeah, yeah. isn't that ironic the shower curtain was open so I was like <laughs> um okay but yeah that, that's what she's talking about that's crazy yeah he thought somebody was breaking in this joint it was who's the ghost ain't no ghost ghost. I mean, ghost 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 growing up I, I know what a ghost <laughs> felt like I mean, you know, I mean, I don't think we believe them on my religion, but, you know, back in the day, um, before we did turn Muslim, a little, little weird stuff used to happen, but. Um, you I should tell them about that, too, the things what? that you was experiencing as a child. I could tell y'all one. I mean, you know, when I was younger. Tell the crowd. Uh, the what? Tell the crowd. Tell the crowd. So when I was younger, um, in the house that I reference all the time at 779, um, I had this little bootleg Bob the Builder doll. Um, I told you this story all the time. A little bootleg Bob the Builder doll. And um, it's, when I say bootleg, it was like a Kmart version of Bob the Builder. It wasn't really like Bob the Builder, but he had like a tool set and he stood like high. You know, it, it was strange. So, Chris um, the Constructor. Chris the Constructor. Yep, that's what we're going to call him, Chris the Constructor. So, um, in the middle of the night, I would catch that thing walking out of the door of my bedroom. And, you know, there's also been times where my mom has like, were you like walking around? And I'm like, no. And one, I, I don't know if I told her because I was so young. But um, the first time I caught it doing that, mm -hmm. I threw it behind a washer because we had a washer and dryer upstairs in like the bathroom. I threw it behind a washer. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. Done. Dunzo. You're done. You're gone. You're my mom going to dig it from behind the washer and put it back. Because she wanted you to see it. She wanted you to and have it. guess what day. happened the next night? He got up and he went into the washer. <laughs> and I've never seen that thing again. And people, you're probably not going to believe me, but on some real stuff, like for some odd reason, my childhood house always has something weird or spooky going on in it. I, mm -hmm. I, me personally, I think it's something attached to either my dad or my dad's side of the family because they're from Maryland. 
and he uh, he he has some experiences in uh but once you know ah crazy 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 cat curiosity killed the cat spooky wookie spooky wookie krista constructor almost <laughs> got to please me. name this episode krista constructor no please no i'm sorry that's the funniest thing I i'm cracking it up so you ready for my second story of the episode yes all right get out um, of here napoleon who's napoleon <laughs> Who's Harpo? I gotta, <laughs> I gotta show you Napoleon Dynamite. That movie is fucking hilarious. I'm dying. I'm not fit to play with you right it's now. It's funny. I, I believe it probably is. So. I bought this wig, and it makes me sweaty. A wig for Napoleon Dynamite? No, it's French. I was say, so you be in the house acting like that. Napoleon I think I'm Dynamite? Just paraphrasing. No, like, so he had this Mexican friend, and mm-hmm. it was just like <laughs> Pedro was running for president that's basically the whole basis of the movie they're just people teenagers in high school and they're trying to run for president i think i might have saw that movie it's funny it's so quirky and so weird so pedro had hair Mm -hmm. and he was really hot and he was sweaty and he was like i got really hot and my head started sweating and i couldn't take it anymore and like he shaved his head but he didn't like that how it looked so he asked their friend to make him a wig and he started sweating through the fucking (laughs) he started sweating through the wig (laughs) You got so heavy on me. Yo, that is crazy. How sad. (laughs) I can't wear my Converse. No, no. Okay, so we're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're just going to act like that did not happen. All right, guys, so this story is on the goat man of Pope Lake. You ready? Yes. Yes. All right. In every urban legend, there is a cornerstone of truth, and every true story has a beginning. This story begins with a man who called himself Colonel Beauregard Shoutneck. Although there is no record of evidence that he ever served in any regiment of the armed services, Colonel Shoutneck was the owner and ringmaster of a traveling circus that performed across the heartland of America and into the deep south territories beginning in the early 1930s. Shoutneck's reputation was one of ill repute in the carnival business and he was considered a liar, cheat, and all-around charlatan. His crew of carnies and circus clowns were more of a gang of cutthroat and pirates than sideshow entertainers. Every town they visited left behind a series of unsolved thefts, missing persons, and grisly accidental deaths. One dark and stormy night, while stopped in a small town near a Beltsville, Maryland, the circus's bearded lady, Madame Bristels, discovered an abandoned infant left in a ha- left in a hay-filled crate outside of her tent. The child was severely malformed with stubs protruding from its head and, a mis- and misshapen legs that ended in what looked like cloven hooves than hook than human feet. Okay, she took the poor creature in and gave it food and shelter. One look at the twisted abomination, and Colonel Shoutnik knew that he had struck gold. He found the starring attraction of his freak show that would make him extremely rich beyond his wildest dreams. He took the child and raised it in captivity, never letting it out of its sight or its cage until it became fully exploited for its gruesome and grotesque appearance. 
The beast grew in size and strength over the years. Its doves becoming full-size horns. Its temperament was as nasty as the treatment given to it by the cruel circus carnies charged with keeping it imprisoned. It spent most of his life chained to the wall of a cage inside of a circus train, whipped brutally daily and kept and subdued and made to be submissive and fed only gruel and leftover scraps from the midway vendor's grease pits. One fateful night during a thunderstorm as violent as the one of the night of his birth, the circus train was passing through Fisherville on its way to a performance in Louisville, Kentucky. When the bolt of lightning struck the tracks causing the train to derail just ahead of the trestle over Pope Lick Creek. The twisted wreck killed most of Shoutnik's crew instantly, but not all of them since body parts were never found and some were just found far away as far as two miles from the crash site. What is known for a fact is that the goat man served the tragic what is known is that the goat man survived the tragic train wreck, finally set free from his life of captivity, torture, exploitation, and imprisonment, and it took revenge on the survivors of he took revenge on the survivors of the carnival by ripping them into bloody shreds. Colonel Shoutnik's body was never found, and it was suspected that a few of his cutthroat crew of clowns, circus freaks, and dangerous animals also may have survived the deadly accident and were never found. Due to the number of deaths, missing persons, deer and livestock mutilations, and Goldman sightings that have been reported in the ensuing years, there is a good reason to believe that the Goldman of Pope Lick never left the area. He is believed to have taken up residence in either an underground cave or ramshackle hut somewhere in the wooded area near the train trestle. His inbred hate of cruel humanity has made him a bloodthirsty and dangerous beast to be avoided at all costs. Those that dare to trespass into his domain have met their fate at his hands. The Courier Journal records, 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 yes. Oh, oh, it actually is records. The Courier Journal records, the Curio, the Curio Journal, Journal. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, okay, all right, let, all right let's, let's get this train back on the road. All right. <laughs> All right, all right. So, the Courier Journal. Jur wow. <laughs> all right. Keep going. Keep going. It's okay. The Courier Journal records records at least two confirmed deaths in 1987 and 1988, and most injuries and close calls attributed by the Pope Lick monster and his protected trestle. Wow, sorry guys. The trestle rises over 90 feet above Pope Lick Creek and stretches 772 feet across to the other side. Although incapable of human speech, the gold man is said to be able to mimic human voices and has been known to call out the names of those who have climbed to the top of the trestle in order to lower them out onto the tracks just as an oncoming train is coming around the bend to seal their doom. On weekend nights, during the month of October and especially during a cycle of a full moon, the gold man is said to be most active in the woods and his in oh what wait most active in woods and hills surrounding the public trestle. Those who have attempted to drive beneath the trestle at the stroke of midnight have reported being chased by the beast, who can run at speeds of nearly 60 miles per hour, and more than one report has claimed loss of their car door handle or a bloody claw print on the left side of their door after the pursuit. 
In the mid-1970s, rumors of satanic cults and demonic rituals began circulating in the area around Public Road and reports of missing dogs, cats, and other do domestic animals were suspected of falling prey to satanic blood ceremonies. A mysterious forum known as the Four Winds down the street, a few miles from the train trestle, was su suspected of being owned by a group of Satanists who worshipped the Public monster as the living embodiment of Baphomet. The Four Winds form was surrounded by a red and black painted fence through the 1980s and into the 1990s with a sign at the front gate wearing, warning trespassers will be persecuted. Strange tribal drums and chanting were often heard in the woods behind the farm. And uh, yeah, that wasn't the end of the story, but I guess that's where it ends. It wasn't? It felt like it to me. Yeah. That was so weird. I, it's okay. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty funny. That was weird. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Um, wow. That uh, reminds me of... Uh, okay, so it's not just in Pennsylvania. It's kind of like all over the place. It's here overseas, I guess you can say. Uh, skinwalkers, right? I think I know what you're talking about. Skinwalkers, and I think it's... Aren't they like Arizona or something? It's all over the place. Skinwalkers? Skinwalkers. What is, is that? One of those skin things. <laughs> one of those thongs. <laughs> so, I don't want to know. <laughs> so skinwalkers are like things that could basically. I guess you can. I might be saying this wrong. Anybody could correct me. But it's like. A, I guess you could say a familiar version of a chameleon, right? But take it as if it's shape shifting into a human form like it's mocking whatever it just killed so oh. say if okay i'm the skinwalker right and i see you and i'm like or if a skinwalker kills you then it turns into you pretty much wow or it can mimic the voices of the person that they were just around so if you know that person and like you hear them calling you or like mm -hmm. talking or crying, or you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, like where are you?" And I'm like, I don't play them games. You see that shit, and it's just like, if I hear you <laughs> hysterically really. crying in some woods or something, <laughs> I'm like, "Zells, come out, come out!" And then I'm gonna come running. Meet me out here. <laughs> yeah, all right. So uh, I hit you with my. T <laughs> <laughs> There's like, like some kind of woods, uh, Pennsylvania. I think this lady was talking about it, and um, people in the Netherlands do with the same thing where they will go to this certain kind of like forest or whatever to just hike or camp. And people tell them like, you know, we live here. We know what the hell goes on here. Like we hear this shit. It sounds crazy. If you go out there, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. And people being people, they don't listen. They just want to see shit. And they've had instances where they really were chased out of the woods from these things. So that's why I'm just thinking like, even though that man died, mm -hmm. And the way that, like, he's coming around, like, haunting people and just, like, trying to kill them is the same way that I would one? think. Isn't that what he was doing? The gold man of public? Oh, yeah. supposedly it's an actual thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he's an actual physical, like, yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm like. It kind of reminds me of that. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that the cat? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Oh, wow. That was an F minus minus. Stop. It's okay. It's funny. No, because I it's was funny. really like, what? Because like the way that, <laughs> oh, and I don't even know where this story came from. I think mm. this just came from like a random article, but it didn't have anyone's name on it. Um, 
just the way some people write these sentences is like weird. The way how I do mine is like, if it looks weird, I'll just break it up into like yeah. stanzas of like maybe five to maybe seven and then just go from there. It helps me read it better because some people really do be doing a little bit too much yeah. with their wording. Yeah. Like this story had a lot of run on sentences. And I was like, yo. That's my favorite part about reading. <laughs> Don't know where to stop. We're just going to have to figure it out on our own. Right. Zeppelin. Hey. Oh, yeah. It's a creepy as shit. Don't look at me. Never mind. <laughs> See, it's like a little glowing. Yeah. That's usually how cat eyes look. But see, look, he said, no, nah, she up to no good. And cat just literally looked me up and down. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> wow. No, okay, uh, so. My the... stuff is in the way, that's why. Oh, okay, so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's like, I don't know. This week, I really enjoyed my first story when I thought I was really going to enjoy my second story. It's okay. But I really enjoyed my first story, but then I didn't really enjoy my second story. I'd be fucking I don't up. know. Yeah, I definitely, uh, it's crazy because I had high hopes. I said, damn, I read the first story so good. Maybe the second <laughs> one to come out is good. Listen. That joke said bunk. <laughs> yeah, <Bonk>. right. <laughs> yeah, out. No, it was just stutter after stutter. I could not catch a break. <laughs> it's I was like, okay, though. I was like, oh, wait. Because some words look like other words. Yeah. Yeah. It tricks me up too. Yeah. You have any other stories to tell the audience? Um, I don't think so. I just know I won't be going out to Poplar Creek. And where is that at? Um, hmm, I don't think it's at. But I'm pretty sure you could look it up. Yeah. Um, but it says deep south, so maybe it's deep in the south, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's just where the carnival originated. But see, that's what they get. Because if he tore them all apart, they shouldn't have did that. And then it's really the bear the lady <laughs> fault because why would you pick something up on alongside the road that looked like a human goat thing? Like, I wouldn't pick weird. up nothing that looked like that. I would look at it and keep going. That's it. Sometimes being curious can really kill you. <laughs> Curiosity yeah, killed kill the, the cat. cat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So sometimes you just got to learn when to not do things and just walk away. So, yeah. No more um, thinking about going to the woods for camping. <laughs> For anybody that was thinking that. Uh, and yeah, just stay away from train tracks and random things in the road. All right. So are we signing off? We are signing off. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Nightmare Lounge. And we hope to see you next week. You ready? Lahoo. All right, guys. Peace. Good night. <laughs>